This season, protect your post-harvest against stored product pests with an insect growth regulator from Central Life Sciences. Dagish America has partnered with Central Life Sciences to bring you a 10% discount code using code OCTOBER10 at dagishamerica.com from October 17th through November 4th. Save on case quantities of Diacon IGR Plus Quartz and Insulux Fog and Mill Spray Gallons. Again, that's October 10 for 10% off select Central Life Science IGR products at dagishamerica.com. Hello and welcome back to Dagish America Presents. I'm your host, Ben Harl, and I'm so happy to have the opportunity to talk to you about the industry that I work in. On the last episode, we spoke with Derek Johnson about controlling quarantine pests. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please go back and give that episode a listen. In today's episode, we're going to change gears a bit and talk about protecting the commodity itself from infestation by utilizing grain protectants and growth regulators. We've invited Dennis Worf, Regional Manager at Central Life Sciences, to join us today to discuss where these products fit into the overall Integrated Pest Management Program. Please help me welcome Dennis to the podcast. Dennis, thanks again for agreeing to uh, meet with me today, man. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, Ben. I'm happy to do it. So I've known you for a long time. You and I have worked together uh, in a previous life. (laughs) I've known you for several years. But for those who may not know who you are, if you could just kind of do me a favor and tell us a little bit about yourself, that'd be great. Okay. I started in the pest control industry back in 1997. That's a few years ago. I started with a national pest control company. Worked for them, oh, for about seven and a half years doing uh, residential and commercial, industrial pest control and even fumigation. Then I uh, went to another national company and worked for 15 years doing just specifically commercial pest control, fumigation, bird control, termite work, a little bit of everything. Left there and worked for a fumigation company out of Toledo, Ohio. And then after that, I was a sales manager for a commercial industrial type of a pest control company in Delaware that did a lot of fumigation, import, export, and a lot of grain fumigation. So I've got a large and extensive background in the ag market, being from the Midwest and done a little bit of everything, you know, you name it, from a bat getting into your house to the one of the largest food mills in the nation or flour mill, uh, I probably had some experience with it. Right. So uh, Central Life Science, it started with them about five years ago, and I represent their ag products as well as greenhouse products. And I support the um, use of the product as well as any questions that our customers may have about it. So definitely a well-rounded background, which is terrific. <laughs> you and I kind of share that. I have, a, I have a little bit of a well-rounded background, too. And honestly, I think that really helps us in our industry to have that well-rounded background. Well, absolutely. You know, and, you know, I've gone the extra step where I can, you know, getting my associate certified entomologist uh, certification. I've done some AIB type training. I've done other IPM specific type of training throughout the years. And, you know, it's an industry where you're always learning and anything you can do to help you help your customers, you're better off. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. There's definitely a plenty of opportunity for further education and self-education in our industry, which I think is absolutely terrific. And 
I encourage everybody to continue that education process through their careers in the industry as well, because there's definitely plenty to learn and plenty of different areas for growth. So it sounds like you and I are on the same page when it comes to that as well. So that's terrific. Obviously, working with Central Life Sciences, you know, one of your primary focuses is grain protectants and growth regulators. So I kind of wanted to have you give us kind of a definition of what a grain protectant is, you know, what they are, how they work, and how they relate to our industry. Okay. Well, you know, grain protectants fall into two basic categories. One category would be insecticides. And the other category would be insect growth regulators. Let's talk about insecticides first. We have a couple particular products that are insecticidal based that have a food label that could be applied directly to grain or grain storage structures. The active ingredient is Delta Methrin. And we also have synergists that work with Delta Methrin, PBOA or piperunal butoxide that works to make the active ingredient much more effective, you can use less active ingredient and achieve the same or better results. Those actually kill adult insects and larvae that are working around grain or maybe emerging from grain. They also kill insects that could be crawling around on the walls or the floors in any kind of grain storage structure. That's the basic part of the insecticide end of it. We also have non-residual insecticides like uh, crop spray, which is a natural pyrethrum that can be used on grain for a quick kill with no residual. They also have food label. The other category are insect growth regulators. Now, these work totally different from insecticides. Insecticides work by affecting the nerve impulses of the insect or a sodium channel modulator, as they're called. And it makes the insect convulse to death with an exposure to it. Insect growth regulators, they don't kill insects by themselves. They have no effect on adult insects and larvae as they move around the grain or inside a grain structure. Insect growth regulators I like to say the short version is birth control for bugs. <laughs> right. And that's kind of the layman's term, but you know, insect growth regulators fall in several different categories or a couple different main ones. One are chitin synthesis inhibitors that prevent insects from molting. Those are typically used in cockroach control, termite control, that type of thing. And our particular insect growth regulator, S-methoprene, is the active ingredient, which is used in Diacon, Diacon Plus, and Gravista, and a fogging concentrate called Insulux. It is a juvenile growth hormone mimic. So what we basically do is mimic that juvenile growth hormone. So when the insect hatches as an egg, the larvae crawls across this active ingredient, methoprene, and then it pupates, goes into like a cocoon stage. And at that particular stage, this IGR, insect growth regulator, keeps that insect at that stage. It tricks it into staying into an immature stage. So it never comes out of that larvae stage. It never hatches. So the wonderful thing about it is if you 
you have no new insects because they end up at the pupil stage, you have no new insects breeding. The wonderful thing about that particular product is it's got a very, very great toxicity profile. It's EPA exempt from food tolerance, which means you can put it on any food product or grain that you're going to use for human or animal consumption. And it doesn't have to be on the label. It can be consumed. It's safe from treat to eat. And it's safe for export to any country in the world. So it's really a very good product to use. I'm going to say the toxicity profile is 350 times safer than the caffeine that you have in your coffee every morning. Wow. So it's it's really good product to use as far as exposure risk. And it's a good alternative to fumigation in the needs where fumigation may be a concern, whether it be exposure or you know, you got a loose structure that you can't seal very well. Grain protectants are a good product to use to treat the grain, and you can provide a lasting solution. And that's the other part I'm going to say about it. Grain protectants as a whole, if you're using them on grain and any cereal grain, I mean, you name it, rice, wheat, corn, oats, uh, I can go on down the list, seed products, bird seed, animal feed, you name it, peanuts now, they'll give a lasting control on the short end for a stubborn insect like a weevil, maybe seven to 11 months. And for secondary pests that are not internal feeders, other than a lesser grain bore, up to two years. Wow. So, you know, you have a residual on that product that's giving you lasting control. So it's a good strategy to implement, I would say, in your uh, long-term storage strategies, especially in this day and age. If you look at the grain prices now, Ben, they're going through the roof. Yeah. And some people are holding grain. So if you're going to be holding grain, it might not be a bad idea to think about grain protectors. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I've used a lot of growth regulators, S-methoprene in particular, over my career. I mean, I've used a lot of it. And I have myself have seen some pretty miraculous results with the use of it, both in insect populations and then the reduction of some other methods of control. You know, I can think of uh, situations in particular where a facility that I was treating was, you know, being fogged or, or a ULV treatment, you know, 10 to 15 times a year to try to control uh, an insect infestation. And the facility wasn't really designed very well for fumigation. You know, they ha it wasn't a very structurally sound facility. Uh, so fumigation, well, and the size too, you know, made fumigation not very cost effective. And they were fogging 10 to 15 times a year, which was very difficult uh, for them to try to maintain. And it was a lot of work. You know, we started introducing uh, growth regulators into the fogging rotation, just, you know, tank mixing it in with the fogging insecticide. And we knocked the foggings down from 15, you know, 12 to 15 foggings a year down to, I think, like three or four foggings a year, which, I mean, was fantastic. Now, the trick to that was, you know, from a pest control perspective, you're like, oh, well, now you're only fogging, you know, three, four times a year instead of 12 to 15, so you're not making as much money, which 
when you look at the top level, is tr is kind of true. Now you do you know charge more because you you are adding another insecticide to the process, so there is a, a, an additional fee typically when you're ULV fogging and adding growth regulator to it. But what th that was able to do, we were able to achieve a level of success at that facility that they had never seen before. And they were so pleased with that level of success, we were actually able to secure more facilities for treatment that they had through their corporation. So instead of just treating the one facility, now we went and were able to get the contracts for, I think it was like five or six additional facilities because they saw this level of success at, at this one particular facility. So we were able to gain more business actually out of the success that we had. So that's the first thing. And the second thing too is, you know, as pest control professionals, our goal is to reduce insect populations. Now, we make money at it, of course. You know, that's our goal is to make money. But our primary goal is to stop insect populations from occurring in our food products, you know, well, and, and anywhere else. So I think that the primary goal of reducing the pest population, that was, our, that was the primary thing. So that's what we wanted to do. And we were able to achieve that. And by achieving it, we were able to gain more business. And I know that you've seen that time and again through your career as well. Well, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you mentioned fogging, Ben, because S-methoprene or Diacon is being added to any kind of fogging concentrate you could think of, uh, whether it be natural pyrethrums or even Bapona, or it could be fogged by itself. And really, it should be used every time you fog if you're using any type of fogging product to kill stored product best, because what you're doing is breaking the life cycle of that insect by using an insect growth regulator. Every time you do that, you significantly reduce your insect population. We have flour mills now that are using diacon in all their foggings, as well as treating wheat that's going through the mill. And what they're seeing as a result of this, that diacon is touching every part of that mill internally as well as externally inside that mill, outside the roll stands, the sifters, and they're not seeing insects inside the equipment like they used to. Same happens in feed mills. And it's such an insignificant cost to adding. It's only like three milliliters per 10,000 cubic feet to add it to a fogging concentrate. That's very, very little concentrate to add and it offers a lasting control and the thing that makes s-methoprene or diacon much more effective than a lot of other insect growth regulators out there it's a very i want to say mobile molecule it moves around a lot so if you're treating one room, a lot of the adjacent rooms, just through airflow and people walking through it, will allow that methoprene to spread and it'll provide control in other areas for a lasting period of time. The only thing you've got to worry about with S-methoprene is keep it out of the sun. Uh, ultraviolet light will break it down, but inside buildings, you never have a problem. Inside a bin, you don't have a problem with that. You know, they're closed up and they're fairly dark and regular lighting is not going to affect it, but the sunlight might a little bit. So it's a good addition to any IPM program out there. 
whether you add it in a fogging concentrate or even your crack and crevice treatments, you can add it to any residuals that you're doing crack and crevice with inside a mill or a warehouse or any storage structure to provide that type of level of control and lasting control that'll give you some benefit down the line to help mitigate those pest issues. Yeah. And speaking about fogging also, please correct me if I'm mistaken here, but I believe that S-methoprene is the only active ingredient that has been proven to still remain viable when tank mixed with dichlorovos or vapona. Is that still correct? That is absolutely correct. No other IGR out there will stay stable in vapona, DDVP. There's something about that chemistry that really messes with most IGRs. Fortunately, S-methoprene, it does not. Studies have been done, and they're, they're pretty uh, convincing uh, numbers when you see them. And it's, it's really good to see that kind of level of control by just adding product like this to your arsenal. Now, I also wanted to ask, too, and, you know, we talk about organic products and using products in organic environment. And so I get asked a lot, you know, are growth regulators considered to be organics? Well, really, there's very few products out there that are certified organic. None of our grain protectants have an organic label, period. I don't know of any grain protectant out there that does. The only grain protectant I know that can be used or certified OMRI or organic would be diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth, there's trade names out there, but there's one in particular that has an organic label, and that could be added to grain. Now, it works by cutting through the exoskeleton of the insect's skin or the, uh, the outside of the insect and, and desiccates it, basically. It works, but it's got to stay dry. It, it may affect flowability of the grain a little bit. It's very abrasive on equipment, and it's kind of messy. So as far as organics go, really, you're pretty limited on what you can use. Now, that's not saying we're not working on an organic product. We're trying very hard to find an organic product. But we're not going to put anything out there as a company that we know will not work very well. So we're doing the research. Our R&D staff in Dallas, Texas are doing their due diligence to find an organic product. And hopefully someday we'll have one. And when we do, you'll be one of the first ones to hear about it, Dan, because, you know, I'm sure that's a tool that you could use, you know, or your customers could use. In the meantime, if it's non-organic, the nice thing about insect growth regulators are they're general use products. All of ours are. Anybody can apply them. They're easy to apply. They have codex and MRLs established worldwide, and they're EPA registered. And DICOM by itself is EPA exempt from food tolerance. Now, our other products, such as Gravista, DICOM Plus, Sentinel, Sentinel Synergized, there are established MRLs for those, and there are limits on how much you can apply. But if you follow the label, you're perfectly fine. And when you're applying a product like this, say Diacom Plus, you're putting 10 ounces per thousand bushels on the grain and on a carrier, like five gallons of carrier, like water. 
So you're adding 0.64 ounces of mixed solution per bushel. It's really a very tiny amount. And when push comes to shove with the delta meter in there, like one part per million and one and a half part per million on the s methoprene, that's not very much. And it's not going to affect anything with the food quality, taste, anything, color, anything of that sort. It's a very safe product to use for milling, for animal feed, for pet food, bird seed, you name it. It's used all over the industry. Yeah, it's one of the more amazing products, in my opinion, when it comes to pest control, just because it takes so little to achieve these really fantastic results. And it's so safe for non-target species. So it's, it's kind of like the perfect storm of control methods. We like to call it a re reduced risk product, okay? That's really the words to use. And if you're reducing your risk and exposure, as opposed to some other options out there, it's a worker safety issue. You're, you're going to help from a worker safety standpoint. And as far as non-target pests, you're not having in it, any issues with them as well. So there are a lot of benefits, you know, when it comes from the side benefits and the other things you can do with it. What I like is that it gives people options. I came from the fumigation industry and I, that's all I ever thought of was fumigate, 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 fumigate. Then I got introduced to insect growth regulators and grain protectants. And I thought, wow, these are a pretty good tool to use. And you can use in conjunction with fumigation, fumigate your grain and then turn it into another bin and treat it with uh, grain protectants. Then you've got some long lasting control down the line. The nice thing is you can treat it again. So you've got the, I want to say flexibility to treat it more than once as long as you're following your label directions. Yeah, you know, it's a wonderful partner product to fumigation, in my opinion, um, just because, you know, I mean, fumigation works great. If you have a, an established insect population that you're trying to get down to zero immediately, fumigation is the way to go. It's going to get you there. But using growth regulators in conjunction with that, in my personal opinion, fumigation gets you to zero and then growth regulators help you maintain as low of a pest population as possible throughout the rest of the season. So it's a wonderful partner to fumigation, in my opinion, and vice versa. Absolutely. And you know, the other nice thing about it, like we have a product called Gravista, which has the insect growth regulator, Diacon, in it, and it has Sentinel, which is Delta Methrin, and the Synergist in it. And that product can be used as a bin prep product. You could spray empty bins with it. Same with Diacon Plus. The only thing it doesn't have is the Synergist in it. But it takes one ounce of Diacon Plus in a gallon of water that'll treat a thousand square feet of surface area. Boy, you get a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> yeah. And it will kill a lot of insects and give you up to a year residual of the bins. So there's many aspects of grain protectants that you got to think about and you can use that in your arsenal to provide better control for your customers. I couldn't agree more. So I only have one more question for you and I always like to ask this question to everybody that comes on the podcast. 
what advice would you give a new pest control provider? So think about somebody who just got their license or, you know, fresh into the industry, have very little knowledge or understanding of the industry, you know, the green folks. <laughs> what kind of advice would you give that person about the use of grain protectants? Well, that's a good question, Ben, especially somebody new. The first thing I think that's key for anybody new in the industry is know what your customer needs. Okay, because just because you think that customer needs something, maybe that's not really what they need. Ask a lot of questions. You need to start with the insect first. Know what you're dealing with, because not every tool in your toolbox is going to solve that insect problem. So it's going to be really key to know what the insect is and exactly how you're going to address that issue. Then get some education from your distributors, such as Gay Gash or whoever you buy from. I don't care who it is. If you buy products from those customers like Gay Gash, they have expertise that can help you get the right product. And if they don't know, they've got people like myself and other manufacturers that have the answers for those particular questions. We have a plethora of PhDs and entomologists and people like that in our R&D department can help answer questions for you. Never assume you know the answer. If you don't, if you're new, find the answer out before you start telling the customer you can solve it. That's really one of my big things because I made this mistake when I was younger thinking I knew the answer and I didn't and I ate my, they ate my lunch. So, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people out there that know a lot of things about this industry and use those resources and continue to learn. Like we brought, we talked about that early in this podcast about learning and continuing education, go to seminars, watch webinars, listen to blogs like this because there are a lot of good blogs on your site, Ben, and you get a lot of great guests and you have a lot of knowledgeable people that bring all these great ideas to the field. And if you can take advantage of that, do it. Even if it's recorded and you listen to it when you're driving, do it and, and listen to it more than once because I'll guarantee you, we're not going to remember everything we talked about today. So (laughs) it's going to be good to go back and review it as well. I agree with everything that you just said. Education's great, and it's okay to not know something and to have to ask questions to get that education. You know, there's not, and I've made mistakes too, trust me. I've, I've been bitten as well by assuming I knew the answer to something and then finding out later that I did not know it. But I will say from experience, There's not a lot of room for guesswork in our industry. So if you don't know something, I highly suggest you go find out the answer before you take any action. So I agree with you 100% on that. Especially if you're dealing with food products. If you're in a food plant or a grain elevator, these crops are being grown for food, for human animal consumption. It's very important that you do it right and you do it right the first time. And check, double check, and recheck. Read the label. Reread the label. Revisit the label. Make sure you understand what it says and that you are properly calibrating your equipment 
for application and checking it often to make sure you're doing the right things. If we do things wrong, that word spreads a lot faster than the good word does. <laughs> yeah. So do it right the first time and you know, you'll have a feather in your cap and your customer will be happy and you'll get more business too. I agree. All right. Well, hey, Dennis, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Uh, listen, I really appreciate you taking some time to speak with us today about this uh, important tool in our toolbox for pest control. Absolutely. I appreciate it too, Ben. And I have people reach out to me if they have questions. Uh, my contact information is on our website, which is bugfreegrains.com. And if you're in another part of the country, there's a representative that can uh, answer the questions just like I did today in your area. So we have the resources out there and we're here to help. I appreciate that. Well, thanks. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Ben. Have a good day. You too. I want to thank Dennis for speaking with us today about these fantastic pest control products. Protecting our grain and preventing infestation is a critical step in a good integrated pest management program. On the next episode of Dagish America Presents, we'll be talking about inspection tools and techniques. After all, if you don't know where to look and what to look for, you may not even know you have an infestation. And remember, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer, please feel free to email us at podcast at dagishamerica.com. And you can also find us on our website at dagishamerica.com or on all of the main social media outlets. So until next time, I'm Ben Harl, and as always, I hope you have a safe and terrific day.